Good morning. Welcome to Axios Today. It's Tuesday, July 28th. I'm Nyla Boodoo. Here's how we're making you smarter today. How the recession has made our economic divide even greater. Plus, Americans are turning to social bubbles to get through the pandemic. But first, the second wave of protests is today's one big thing. Protests over the killing of George Floyd had dwindled over the past month, but now they're back. Last Wednesday, the Trump administration announced it would send more federal agents to Chicago and Albuquerque in an extension of a federal operation that started in six other cities this month. By Saturday, thousands of people were protesting all across America, especially in Portland, where thousands of protesters have gathered in front of the federal courthouse where each night they're tear-gassed by federal agents. And it seems to be directly in response to the Trump administration sending these federal agents from DHS and DOJ. Steph Kite covers politics for Axios. And she says these past few weeks have re-energized the protest movement. People don't like to see their federal government use federal forces against citizens of the U.S. who are protesting. And so I think there's a lot of concern over the administration's actions. The more we see the Trump administration react to these protests with more force, with more federal agents, I would expect us to see even stronger reactions to that with more protests in more cities. If you read between the lines here, this is all happening in an election year. Sending federal officers to different cities are a clear part of President Trump's re-election strategy. For Trump, it's something that he wants to tout as being tough on crime, law and order. But for a lot of people, it's going to cause a lot of concern and it's certainly not going to do anything to help us ease the civil unrest we've seen in the U.S. Portland is the center right now for what's going on in U.S. cities. So we wanted to take you there to see what's happening on the ground. Conrad Wilson is the criminal justice reporter for Oregon Public Broadcasting. He and his colleague, Jonathan Levinson, broke the story about the Department of Homeland Security taking people into unmarked vans, another catalyst. He's also been talking to federal law enforcement officials about how these protests have evolved. In late June and early July, this was a lot smaller than it is today. And they very much so acknowledge the fact that They've done things that have really inflamed the situation, that have escalated the situation, and they've done them very quickly. There are literally thousands of people showing up to the federal courthouse in Portland, knowing full well that they are going to get tear gassed. I mean, the likelihood is very high. It happens every night. That is how angry people are. That is how impassioned people feel. There's a sense that federal law enforcement need to leave. Even though the federal presence may have brought more people out on the streets, the heart of the movement remains Black Lives Matter. And Conrad says journalists and leaders in other cities should look closely at what's happening in Portland. This is obviously something that is a a much bigger nationwide initiative. And I think that what we're seeing play out in Portland, it's a lot of lessons for other leaders, other cities, other members of the media and other protesters to really look at you know, what's happening here. It is historic, it is very big, and it is something that the White House seems intent on continuing to expand. Steph Kite covers politics for Axios, and Conrad Wilson covers criminal justice for Oregon Public Broadcasting. We'll be back in 15 seconds with a great divide in the recession. Welcome back to Axios Today. 
You've heard of a tale of two cities. Well, that's also true of our economy, meaning this recession has caused two very different realities for Americans. The difference between the wealthy people who have financial assets, they own homes, they own stocks, and the blue-collar workers and folks who have lost their jobs, the rest of the country. Dion Rabowin is Axios's markets editor. So one thing that really surprised me in your reporting, Dion, was that there are people who are saving a lot of money right now. Yeah. So the savings rate for the U.S. went from about 8% in March to 32% in April. So you're seeing literally historic levels of saving. And almost all of that, economists say, is coming from the wealthy who have most of the cash to put away. Your average working class person generally has little to no savings and it wouldn't make much of a dent anyway. So, Dion, the stock market is doing well. You started by saying people who are primarily professional workers, people who are working from home, have stable jobs. What is that looking like for the rest of the economy? The rest of the economy is not doing well at all. There's just been a complete loss of confidence because there's a loss of control for people who are frontline workers. But then there's also been a significant loss of jobs. As of the first week of July, 32 million people were receiving some form of unemployment benefits from the government. For about 20 million of those people, the $600 in extra benefits that the federal government had been paying them expired. Congress hasn't come up with a solution for what to do about that just yet. Do you feel like the conversations you're seeing in Washington reflect this dual reality? As you're seeing all these protests uh, in places around the country, one thing that's motivating the desire to stay out in the streets is this belief that the wealthy are playing by a different set of rules that the rest of us just don't get. And that's one major aspect of this trend that we're seeing exacerbated where the wealthy are doing better and better while the non-wealthy are doing worse and worse. That is likely to continue. And there does seem to be a, a lack of appreciation for just how dire the situation is from Congress. Dion Rabowin is the markets editor for Axios. The latest Axios Ipsos coronavirus index poll is out, and it's all about social bubbles. David Nather is one of the managing editors at Axios. Social bubbles are when people kind of put together their own groups of people, like anybody they know outside the family, but it's got to be somebody that they know and they trust. These are the people that they're going out and socializing with. How many Americans are saying they're doing that? 47% of Americans, so almost half of Americans are doing some form of this now where they say they are. This is about the first thing I've seen with the coronavirus that is not a partisan split. 50% of Democrats and 49% of Republicans. What do you think these findings represent? They show Americans trying to cope with the situation they're in. It's a recognition that this is not going to be over anytime soon. And yet you've got to see some people. So who can you socialize with? Who can you trust? It's going to be people that you know, and they're just looking for any safe way that they can rebuild some semblance of a social life. David Nather is one of the managing editors for Axios. Thanks, David. Thank you. Before we end today's show, 
I wanted to tell you about one man who's walking 300 miles from North Carolina to Washington, D.C. It's something walking Marine Terry Sharp has done eight different times. I'm bringing awareness to the fact that we're losing 22 plus veterans to suicide every day. Uh, there's so many people who don't have an idea that this is happening. Terry's walked 10 to 16 miles every day this month. And so far, he's raised $20,000 for a nonprofit that works with wounded military. Terry got to D.C. yesterday. We've got more information on our episode page about Terry. And if you or someone you know needs help, we have mental health resource links on that page, too. You can find these at Axios.com. That does it for us today. You can reach our team at podcasts at axios.com or reach out to me on Twitter at Nyla Boodoo. If you want more news before tomorrow, tune into our afternoon podcast recap. Thanks for listening. Stay safe. And we'll see you back here tomorrow morning. <laughs>